right, so welcome to the Bill for the Trades podcast. This is your host, Dan Dowdy. And today, I have a fellow coach and facilitator here at Bill for the Trades. I have Nathan Glass in the house. Welcome, Nathan. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So this episode is going to be all about recapping a leadership topic or phrase that we pulled out of the interview that that I had done with Zach Garside, the CEO of Power Selling Pros. If you have not heard that episode, I encourage you to pause it right here and go to your previous episode and listen to that. Uh, Zach is a young powerhouse in leadership. He's worked his way up all the way to CEO and a great organization, Power Selling Pros. And um, so when I was listening to it, I pulled out one phrase that he talked about, which is doing what is right over what is easy. So in this episode, we're not only going to share some, elaborate more on what that means and share some awesome quotes from some great people, but we're also, I also went around and pulled at least 10 people on that. And I asked, doing what is right over what is easy, what does that mean to you? Mm. And so I'm excited to share the diversity of information that I received um, from those people. So, um, but yeah, Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, anything you want to share with the audience? No, it's a good topic. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. All right. Well, before we get started, if you like what you hear, I just want to remind everybody out there that this show is all about developing leaders. We want to bring content to you that helps you grow in your leadership because leadership is a lifetime journey and, and waking up every day to get better is really the focus. And so if you like this, definitely subscribe and share it with a friend and um, let's dive in. So when I was going back listening to episode, Nathan, mm-hmm. Zach was talking about his dad and, and we were he was talking about his journey moving from California to Utah. And uh, he specifically said, you know, my dad, we, we, we moved to Utah for better schools and better opportunities. But my dad flew back and forth to California running his, his business in California. And uh, and I, I had to stop Zach for a minute and say, like, because he, he was doing locksmith services. And I'm like, of course, there's got to be locksmith services in California or in, in Utah. And uh, he said, well, you know, my dad had built an established business and that's where his business was. So he made the right decision for the family to move us, but he did need to go back and work um, in his business back in California. And and uh, and he t- just, just talked about how that led to his dad doing what, what was right over what was easy. Because if he had done what was easy, he would have kept his family in California mm-hmm. and the place they lived and potentially put the family at risk and stuff like that. So um, that's what led into that. And when I listened back to the interview, I couldn't help but to talk about this, this uh, content. So um, Nathan, anything you want to drop in here of doing what is right over what's easy? Yeah. So the one of the first things that made me think of was <clears throat> back in high school, I played basketball. And so for practice, we would have to do what, what we called suicides, right? So we would start on one end of the court, run to the first line, run back, run to the middle line, run back from the next line, run back, run all the way across and run back. And so what we were supposed to do, the right thing was to run and touch the line and then run back, run to the next line. But you get tired, right? It's the end of practice. That's usually how we would end practice. And so we would be tired and, you know, the coach would be on one end of the court. You would be touching the line on the other end of the court. And so, you know, a lot of guys would would fudge it, right? You'd, you'd shave off a foot or two, you know, and not go all the way to the line. And so I did that uh, the first the first few times. 
And I just, I found that, you know, did it really make a big difference? Probably not. Um, but the way that it made me feel just my soul, right. It didn't feel right. Um, from, from not doing the right thing. Right. I didn't feel good. And, you know, I just sort of my soul basically saying like, you were lacking integrity in that moment. You know, your coach said, touch the line and you didn't do it. And, and that's a small thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next practice I started doing that and I started, I just made my mind up that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to touch the line. Um, that's what I was asked to do. That's what the right thing is to do. And no matter what, you know, if other guys want to shave corners, you know, that's fine, but I'm going to run all the way to the line, even if that means you know I'm slower and I, you know, I don't finish first, whatever. Um, I'm going to touch the line. I'm going to do what's right. And, and it was things like that growing up that, that I feel like helped develop my character and, um, develop the you know kind of habit of, of integrity, the character trait of integrity. Um, so yeah, so that was the first example that came to mind of doing what's right over what's easy. Cause it's, you know, it's easier to run, run less. Um, but the right thing is to, to run and touch that line. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I love the story and the analogy to this because if you, if you follow or listen to any great sports athlete, mm-hmm. it's usually you hear things like practice like you play or do the small things right, right? Yeah. And yeah. always be hustling full speed when you're in practice because that's the way you're going to play. And uh, maybe we can relate that to business, but let's stick with the sports analogy. Like, yeah, if if one person out there gets away with not touching that line and their leader, their coach says nothing of it, what happens, right? That influences other people to stop touching the line because mm-hmm. now Bobby over there, who's not touching the line, has now set the new standard. Yep. You know, so if you think about that in business, if you're allowing something to slide, you're saying, yeah, you know what, today we're not going to touch that line. Mm-hmm. Or today, you know what, uh, this new guy here, he started off strong, but he's now not touching the line. I don't, I'm too afraid to go talk to him and have that conversation. So I'm going to let him not touch the line. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens? Now that person sets the standard of the company. That's right. You know, so that sports analogy can easily be um, can be talked about in business as well. And it's like you say about core values, right? Like really the, you can put your core values up on the wall, but but your real values, the values that are lived out uh, is a combination of, of you know, what those are written out, plus your willingness to enforce them. So it's exactly, mm, exactly what good. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So um, Margaret C.S. here has a quote that says, uh, the right way is not always the popular way and easy way. Standing for what is right, um, it is unpopular. It is a true test of moral character. Um, I can think back to a story when I was younger, uh, early in my marriage, I had one kid. And I remember specifically, um, you know, I wasn't going to church. I kind of fell away from that. And at one point, my dad said to me, you know, son, if you don't teach your kids what to believe in, somebody else will. Mm. And that always resonated with me. And that got me back focused on what's important in life. And um, I also think of other people say like, you know, if you don't stand up for like life, I forget how it goes. Maybe, you know, but it's something Mm. like, you know, you got to you got to stand up for something in your life. If you don't, mm-hmm. people will walk all over you. And uh, obviously, it's going to keep you from getting to where you want to go. Like st- if, if you don't stand for something, you'll stand for nothing. There you or, go. Something or you'll like be that. persuaded to stand up for whatever the culture says to stand up for, basically. But yeah, that's that's right. 
That's it. So I wanted to, I did a little research on this and I, and I pull a, a blog from Bliss Spot. I wanted to make sure I give them a little credit there, doing what's right over what's easy, right? <laughs> and I just pulled a little snippet out of here, but they talk about rise above what is easy. It says, uh, do not be afraid to stand alone and rise above mediocrity and what others think. Listen to your intuition and choose to do what is right. You should never take the easy road, but rather the correct path, no matter how long you have to travel. Uh, when I was reading that, I thought right away, going back to core values, when people call me and say, hey, Dan, you know, I'm I'm thinking about making this this decision in business or this job move or whatever decision in life. What do you think I should do? And instead of giving them my opinion, I usually point back to their core values and say, look, what are your core values? You need to go back to those and ask yourself, it, 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 making the decision I'm going to make, is that going to be aligned with my core values? Because at the end of the day, if, you know, as long as you're doing that, whether you fail or succeed, you know, you made the right choice. That's good. So instead of letting, you know, the uh, difficulty of the situation or, or the potential pain of, of, of making the right decision, instead of letting that influence your decision and what you should do, you, you, you test the decision against something deeper, right? Something more foundational, which is your values. That's good. Yeah. It says right here, when you stand up for what you believe in and uphold the truth, you can walk away without remorse, regardless of the outcome. So exactly what we just talked about there. So let's dive in. I, I want to share some of the things that people were saying. So Nathan, you shared the story. Did, did you jot down anything else when that came to mind when you hear uh, do what's right, not what's easy? Yeah. I mean, kind of along the same lines, what you're saying, when I think of doing what's right, um, you know, usually it feels good in the long term but not in the short term, right? Doing what's right is not always easy in the short term. Sometimes there's short-term pain. Um, but, you know, having lived a little bit of life, the, the more I live, the more I see that in the long term, it's going to lead to uh, feeling good about yourself and feeling, um, uh, I, I kind of think of it as like keeping your soul light. I heard that phrase, which is kind of interesting, but a little more spiritual, but basically means when you make the right decisions, your soul, your spirit is not weighed down with the making bad decisions or, or making wrong decisions or immoral decisions, right? So in other words, you, your heart is clear, your mind is clear, you're not worried about uh, your decisions when you make the right ones. Um, so the, yeah, th that's kind of one of the first things that comes to mind. Um, and easy almost always, you know, Making the easy decision almost always leads to, in the short term, it usually feels better. It's easier, um, less burden. You know, uh, you're avoiding a difficult conversation. You're avoiding a, a difficult decision, maybe. Um, but almost always, right? Like it doesn't take too long before that that short term thinking bites you, and, and it's going to result in long term pain. Mm. Short term thinking, yeah. Man. Yeah, there's so much of that as well in leadership and business that we, you know, I was just I was just on a previous podcast interview and and was talking about that. And that person mentioned that, look, it you know, it wasn't until I realized in my leadership that I should be helping people. Um, I should be helping people take my job, I mean, like equipping mm -hmm. them to be able to do my job mm -hmm. that I realized that like once I realized that abundance yeah. instead of the opposite, which is not teaching people things because you don't want them to take your job like. Mm -hmm. That's that. That's the short side, and it's a long side, and it's just training people up 
equipping them to be able to do your job. Um, right. So that way you can move on to the next you know growth pattern in, in your career and you can help people around you get better. So, um, and I also think that, you know, doing what's right over what's easy is, you know, we're sitting here on this podcast talking about this and I, I do not want to put, portray myself um, as somebody who has this down because sure. I believe this is a moment in time integrity decision, Yeah, you know, and some are going to be easy uh, to make, right. Especially if it benefits you and some are going to be really hard to make, especially if it benefits you. It's when, when I was, it's funny, like uh, I'll just kind of touch on this before I get to my list here, but when it comes to taxes, right, that's a hot topic, <laughs> especially with business owners. Yes. But yes. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah. So uh, I have integrity or I do what's right. Not what's easy until it comes to taxes because the government, it, you know, they waste our money and mm-hmm. you know, why do I want to give them more money? They're just going to whatever, you know, waste our money. I don't want to get into politics here, but it is funny how we can quickly justify yep. lack of integrity. Sure. And and that's coming from a place of humbleness. It's not like I've never made that mistake before. I shouldn't say that on, on air, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. Cut that up second. Yeah, we'll edit that out. Edit that out. But anyways, um, yeah, so I wanted to go through. I, I, I was polling people in preparation for this episode. And um, for one person just talked about, hey, when I, I think about having integrity, but the next one is somebody who builds steel buildings. And he says, every day I'm faced with this challenge. Hmm. He's like, there's so much that I do and welding and building these steel buildings that like I could easily cut corners and cover things up because there's some things that go behind the walls that's, that nobody ever sees. Yeah. And so every day this person's faced with things like cutting stuff too short and covering it up, um, you know, is, is a great example for tradespeople out there. Like mm-hmm. um, I remember stories of, in the plumbing trade, crawling under pier beam houses, plumbing up, you're in water and it's nasty and you got all these things going on and you're looking at that last cut and you're like, man, like I got this piece of pipe and it's like two inches too short, but you know, I can just muscle in there and make it work. Like mm-hmm. doing what's right over what's easy, right? The easy thing right. would be do it because nobody's ever going to see it. Yep. Even if it did leak, it's not going to be that big a deal. It's under a pier and beam house. Like you're justifying all these things in your head. And if you're listening yeah. to this and you've never had that situation, you're a liar. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that now. But yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's a moment by moment time and none of us are perfect. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to leave this episode and probably do a moment in time. I may do what's easy over what's right, but it is just like leadership. You want to improve and sure. just listening to this episode and having this in your conscious mind uh, helps to kind of check yourself. It reminds me of a story of Steve Jobs, the you know the founder of Apple. Apparently, when uh, when he was a child, his uh, father told him to go stain the fence. So he stained you know the the inside of the fence, right, the part of the fence that you could see from the backyard. And his dad said, "Okay, great, looks pretty good. Did you stain the backside of the fence?" And Steve was like, "Why would I do that? You can't even see that." And he's like, "Well, you will know whether it was done right and complete and thorough or not." And so Steve went out and he stayed in the backside of the fence. And that influenced him throughout, throughout Apple. The, he, was, he was known for making sure that the designers of the chips and the circuit boards laid it out in a beautiful, efficient manner and made sure it looked good. Even if no one who ever owned that computer was ever going to open it up and look inside, he wanted to make sure that the inside of those computers looked beautiful and worked well. Wow. Powerful story. Yeah. I like that, man. It both took... Him learning to do what's right or what's easy. And it, it also think about from the dad's standpoint, like he probably was frustrated 
you know, and he probably wanted to get the job done and go about doing it. But he slowed down and said, this is a, a an opportunity to teach my kids something. Um, I'm going to take a little bit, I'm going to have a little bit of patience and I'm going to go ahead and apply this principle um, and doing things right the first time. And uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, there's so many situations out there that cutting corners and doing the easy path over the what's right, it literally injures and kills people, Yeah, you know? So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild to think. So uh, some other things I got from, from polling people, uh, another one was, uh, time not getting to a builder's job and, and owning it. So the example is, is I'm, I'm a contractor, right? And um, I know that, you know, I, I, I'm, I committed to a time to get to a customer's house or get to a job to do that. And what normally happens when that's the case, normally you don't hear from that person mm-hmm. or yeah, normally they start ghosting you, right? Yep. That's probably the easy way to get out of it is just the ghost of people. And, just, and then when you do finally talk to them, just say, man, I'm really busy and slammed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every day, like when you're faced with that, you have to think, what's the right thing to do by my customer? And the right thing was, as he said, he finds that they value or they appreciate when he's honest with them. Mm-hmm. So even if he made a mistake, he at least called and said, I made a mistake. I own it. Here's what I'm going to do to resolve it. You know, and so at the end of the day, they almost can't get mad at you for long, especially because you were honest with them. So that's another example of doing what's right or what's easy. Um, Another one here. This is a good one. This goes back to kids. Somebody else said, when I take my kids to dinner, um, doing what's right is engaging with my kids. Doing what's easy is shoving a phone in my kid's face and telling them to Mm -hmm. watch the the deal. That one kind of hurt a little bit. You do that. I, mean, I have four kids, you know, and uh, it's funny early on, like my oldest is, is eight or nine years older than my next kid. And uh, she was a perfect little angel. And I remember when my, my, when my wife and I were young and we just had her and we'd go to the restaurant and she'd be such a good kid. And I look around other parents and I'd be like, God, look at those horrible kids. Like they're <laughs> running around the restaurant. Like so judging them. Mm-hmm. And then I, or I look around and next thing you know, the, some other parents got a tablet in front of the kid. And mm-hmm. literally everybody at the table has a phone or a tablet in front of their face. Yeah. No conversation. Man, did I judge those people? Sure. But now that I have four kids, so I have three more kids that are all young. And uh, by the way, the other three are like complete opposites. So they're all mm-hmm. wild. Um, I have a little more empathy for those families, sure. but I, this does resonate because I have to be honest, there has been times where I'm like, kids, shut up, take the phone. But yeah. you do have to realize that, you know, part of our job as parents and leaders is that we teach kids to, to communicate, mm-hmm. look people in the eyes and to show respect and things like that. And so doing what's right is saying, you know what, I'm going to forego my convenience in order to engage with my kids and teach them the right way to eat at a restaurant. No, that's that's a good one. That's uh, that can definitely be challenging. I also have six children and similar similar age gaps. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, it takes extra you know energy. It takes extra courage sometimes to want to engage with them and and. But it, I look at it like that is an opportunity at a restaurant with kids and you know being a little wild. That's an opportunity to um, help them develop their, their character, right. Help them to learn that, you know, in this restaurant, in this public space, this is how we behave, right. Like running around and chasing each other is not okay. Right. All these little things that, you know, if you just shove a phone in front of them, they're not going to learn. 
Um, so that, that's kind of how I look at it is, you know, here's this little opportunity to, to teach them what, you know, the correct behavior is in this situation. And, um, yeah, it's not always easy. And, and, you know, um, but if I don't do that, they, they won't learn. They won't learn that. Mm, it's true. All right. A couple more here. So, um, think about all the people you, that you've trained over your career, right? It takes time to teach the next generation. Mm-hmm. So doing what's right right slowing down investing in the in the next generation even though they may leave your company tomorrow you're still doing that or you can do what's easy and say get out of the way you're slowing me down let me do this for you mm-hmm. right that's that goes what goes back to that short-sightedness of like it's quicker if i do it now versus long-sightedness hey let me invest in you so you can grow and learn how to do this so that way i can move on and do other things mm-hmm. um, so that's a really good um thought there for for trades people out there and and, and what they're doing. Um, another great, a great quote somebody said was give a man a fit or, or yeah, give a man a fish, right. And he'll eat for a day, but teach a man to fish and he'll, he'll eat for a lifetime. So just, it aligns directly with what I just said there. Oh, it's good. It, taking it back to the family analogy reminds me of we're trying to teach our, um, our four-year-old how to do the dishes. So you can imagine it's a little bit painful watching them, you know, clang all the dishes together and, um, and it's obviously much slower to to allow them to do it and be slow and teach them how to do it versus yeah getting in there okay get out of the way I got to get this done you know we got a lot of things to do a lot of dishes um, but we try to take that time to do that and now that they've done it for you know six months to a year they're actually getting pretty decent at it and now they've developed that skill and now it's actually contributing to our family instead of taking away time right so being short-sighted i would say i get out of the way let me do it but it's neat to see you know a few months down the road now that they've developed that skill and they and here's the other great thing they feel good about themselves right they're they're, um they feel empowered they feel strong because they're capable of helping out and now our family is actually benefiting from that so if you kind of see this as a business right like we're, we're gaining time now because they're more independent, more things are getting done. But initially, first few months, it's not. It's taking more of our time. But in the long term, it's actually giving us time back because now they're able to contribute to the family. So obviously, bringing this into the business, same same thing, right? First few months of training someone uh, are going to be difficult, right? First, or, uh, you know, when you start answering the phone and you start asking questions back, Right. And you're trying to train them to think for themselves and solve those problems themselves. Well, that's going to be painful and slow the first few months. But give that three to six months and, you know, pretty soon they'll stop calling you because, you know, all you ever give them is questions. Hmm. And people just want to feel appreciated. You know, I can see that has that aligned with the great vision of where you're going and people understanding how what they're doing, no matter what, whether it's washing the dishes or answering phones or mm-hmm. running service calls or whatever it is in your business, making sales, like all that is helping them to feel appreciated because mm-hmm. not only are they helping carry the load, but they're also have somebody who's continuously giving them encouragement and pushing them along. And if they make a mistake, you pick them back up and help them again. Mm-hmm. That's a long-term plan to a great, a great organization or a great family. Um, that's very intentional by the people who are leading in that in that role. Because uh, the other thing is, get out of my way, let me do it for you, right? Or, you know, you don't do it as good as me, so I'm going to do it. You're not as fast as me, so I'm going to do it, um, which is all, you know, it's, I, I'm saying that. I don't know if it's got to resonate with people out there because I'm thinking in my head so many different stories and thoughts mm-hmm. and stuff. But talking to the trades, business owner and managers out there and, and you know, what we face every day with our customers 
every day we're faced with the decision, are we going to do what's right? Are we going to do what's easy? You know, it could be as simple as how we're communicating with the customers. What are we telling our customers? It could be as simple as are we selling things to customers they don't need just because we want to sell it to them or just because we're comfortable with it, right? That's doing what's easy, not doing what's right. And so here at Buffalo the Trades, we talk about serving over selling and serving over selling is truly building rapport, connecting, building relationships, truly uncovering what it is the customer, like what it is they want to achieve. What are some goals they want for their situation, for their house, for their repairs, for whatever it is. And then coming up with clear options that meet exactly their needs, wants, and concerns. That's serving a customer. The opposite of that is just doing none of that and coming in and saying, well, yeah, it's broke. Here's an option to fix it, right? That's selling a customer. So that's how I want to wrap up this episode. Uh, Nathan, anything else you had that you wanted to share with the audience before we close this episode out? Yeah, what one more kind of actionable uh, takeaway here is, you know, if, if you're looking to build the habit, is how I like to think of it, of uh, seeking out hard things um, to, you know, so in other words, like uh, instead of doing easy things, seek out hard things, and that will that will develop your character um, in this area. So, like one of the things I do is, and we've done together, is a Spartan race. Um, I certainly don't have to <laughs> go out and like run and carry heavy things and climb things. Um, but I seek out hard things like that because I know it will develop my, my character and my strength. Um, so, so whatever that looks like for you, um, you know, if this is an area you, you want to work on, I think that's a really great way to do it is basically seek out hard things, um, intentionally and, and do it. And that will build your strength to do hard things instead of seeking the easy things or, or taking the easy path. Um, so, and I think sometimes it can be helpful to develop that that character, that strength um, in an area outside of your business. Um, and then once you've developed it, kind of bring it into your business. Um, so that, that's kind of my last little takeaway there. That's good. And it's getting out of your comfort zone and stretching. Yeah. That's totally uncomfortable. Um, so if that's you and you're pushing, you're doing harder things, you're challenging yourself, realize that the uncomfortable feeling that you're feeling is totally normal. That's right. And uh, going back to the very foundationals, like make the decisions by your core values, realize that what you're doing today is going to equal what you become in the future. And so um, doing that consistently and doing the small things right. And just like you said, when we started touch that line, even if somebody else is not touching that line, because how you do anything is how you do everything. And, um, and so anyways, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, we would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you on what comes to mind when you think doing what's right over what is easy, but we'd also love to hear from you. If you like our podcast, leave us a review, all the reviews help guide our future conversations. We're here to help you grow your business, help you grow your family, help you grow all your relationships through leadership development which is done not in one time. It's done not with the destination, but it's done on a lifetime journey. So Nathan, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right.